Good morning. How are you guys today? It's good to see you all this morning. Thanks for coming up. I want you to imagine that it is almost your birthday, and your parents have said that you are going to get to have a birthday party this year, and that you can invite all your friends. Sound like fun? Yeah? Yeah? But then I want you to imagine that something very, very sad happens. You invite all your friends, every single one of them, and none of them can come. That'd be pretty sad, wouldn't it? If you were super excited for the party and you invited all your friends and not one friend was able to come, what would you do? I suppose you could try inviting them again and see if anything changes. Or you could invite more different people. You could find some new friends and invite them to your party. Today we're going to learn that God is throwing a party. He's throwing a party in honor of his son, Jesus, our Savior. And sadly, a lot of people who've been invited have said, I don't want to come. I don't like your son very much. So you know what God did? He invited them again. And then you know what he did? He invited more people. And do you know what God is doing today? He's continuing to invite more and more and more people because the party is ready and he wants everybody to come and celebrate his son, Jesus. You're invited to this party. Today we're gonna learn about how awesome of a party it is. We're gonna learn why we get to go and we're gonna learn that we get to go out and invite others to come to the party too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gracious invitation to come to the party in honor of your son, Jesus, our Savior. We can't wait to to celebrate who he is and what he's done for us, taking away all our sin and rising from the dead. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Help us to tell others that this invitation is for everyone, that everyone is invited and that they can come too. We ask you to help us better understand your great love for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The portion of God's word we'll focus our attention on today is the the last in the series of parables that we've been focusing on the last few weeks. Remember Jesus told the, the parable of the two sons, the one who said, yes, dad, I will, but then did not do what he said he was gonna do. And the one who said, no, dad, I won't, and then did what his father asked him to do. And then last week we heard that parable of the vineyard owner who had tenants come and take care of his vineyard, but they didn't want to give what was God's back to God. Today we hear the the third and final parable. It's come from Matthew 22. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the banquet." 
But they paid no attention and went off. One to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. This is the word of our God. Let's pray. Jesus, your blood and righteousness, my beauty are, my glorious dress. Mid flaming worlds in these arrayed, with joy shall I lift up my head. Amen. I don't know, sometimes I think maybe I'm crazy. It might be true. But I have a really hard time understanding how anyone would not want to go to the Lord's banquet. Why wouldn't someone want to go? I mean, you heard that description in Isaiah 25. Best meats, the finest of wines. No more death. Sounds pretty great to me. Why? What in the world? Why, why do so many people who've been invited not want to go? I, I have a hard time with that, do you? People Jesus is talking to, they don't like him very much, do they? We've kind of gathered that from the last few weeks. Jesus is trying to help them see the problem with them because they don't see it. They just see him and they get angry. They see him and they want to kill him and eventually in three days they're going to do just that. And Jesus in this great act of mercy, this great act of compassion is reaching out to them this one last time, trying to wake them up from their delusion, trying to help them see the truth, see themselves for who they really are and what they're really like. He's trying to help them see just how much they actually hate him and what the consequences of that hatred will be. And so he keeps teaching. He keeps teaching them. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited, key words, had been, to the banquet to tell them to come. But they refused to come. Literally, it says, they were not willing, they did not wish to come. 
I was thinking about this this week. Like, if I was having a party for my son Thomas, and I wanted to honor him, and I invited all of you to come to this party, and you said to me, oh, pastor, I'd, we'd love to come. But we already have plans that day. I'd be sad that you couldn't come. But I wouldn't be offended. But if you said to me, yeah, you know, I, I really don't want to go. In fact, I don't really like your son at all, so I'm not coming. That would hurt. And I don't think I'd ever invite you to my house again. But that's not what this king does. These people had been invited, and he sends word to them, the party is ready, come. They say, yeah, I don't want to come. And he sends more servants back to those same people. Listen to this again. Tell those who have been invited, again, who have been invited in the past, that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fat and cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. This is like me saying, yeah, but you, you don't understand. <laughs> I've pulled out all the stops. I mean, I have the best meat in the fridge. And I don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty good at cooking. It's going to be good. And I have all the beverages. Whatever you like, I have it. I promise. Whatever you like. Like You're not going to want to miss this party. It, it is going to be great. Yes, it's in honor of my son. It's not in honor of you, but... I am pulling out all the stops so that you can enjoy yourself. It's going to be awesome. Come. But they paid no attention at all and went off. Translation's hard. We talk about this a lot. Like, what does that mean to you when you hear they paid no attention, they went off? Like, they don't care at all. He's come back a second time and he said, no, really. Like, you, you don't want to miss this. And they could not care less than they do. They, they couldn't care less at all. They leave. Some go to their businesses. Some go to their fields. They leave. They got more important things to do, more valuable ways to spend their time. They want nothing to do with honoring the sun. And then there's these remaining ones. There, there's the rest of them. There's some who don't go off disinterested. There's some who stay the rest sees his servants mistreat them and kill them. Here we go with the beating and the murdering again. We had this last week. Jesus is obviously making a point. Just recently, John the Baptist was killed. Very soon, Jesus himself is about to be killed. This is what the Israelites do when God sends his messengers to invite those who have been invited already to come to the feast. They beat the messengers, they kill the messengers. His point couldn't be any more clear. What's the result of all this going to be? The king's furious. He's absolutely enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. There's some disagreement. Is Jesus pointing back to what already happened or is he pointing ahead to what's going to happen? We could probably sit on the fence. It's probably both. And back around the year 722 B.C., God sent in the Assyrians and they killed all those murderers in the northern kingdom of Israel and they burned their cities. And then 150 years later, God sent in another king, another army, the Babylonians, to the southern kingdom. And what did he do? Destroyed those murderers and burned their cities. 
And just a, a couple of decades, four or five decades after Jesus ascends into heaven, God does the same thing again. He sends Rome in and they destroy those murderers and they burn their cities. Now what? You know, I wonder if maybe it'd be healthy for us to, to check that first question. Is it really that hard to understand why someone doesn't want to go to God's banquet? They hate the sun. Why would they want to go to a party in his honor? They hate Jesus. They want nothing to do with Jesus. Is it that hard for you to understand? Not really, right? If you hate the person being honored, why would you want to go to the party in their honor? If you cannot stand that person, why would you want to participate in the celebration? You don't care how good the food is. You don't care how good the drink is. You don't want to be there. They hate the sun. So what's the king to do? Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Literally, they weren't worthy. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. This is a tough one. Where'd they go? What does that mean? They went to the street corners. They went out, way out, to the highways and the byways. They went out to the boonies. They went out to the sticks. They went out, anyone they can find, anyone and everyone, bring them in. And who exactly do they end up bringing in? The bad as well as the good, the wicked the good, doesn't matter what they look like, doesn't matter what they've done, doesn't matter how they appear. Bring them in, bring them in. The banquet's ready. The wedding hall was filled with guests. You and I can understand why someone wouldn't want to go to God's banquet. But what we really want to wrestle with today is what in the world is going on with this guy who gets kicked out next? Let's spend some time thinking about him. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how'd you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. The first half of the parable clearly about the Jewish people. The second half of the parable, definitely about you and me, but there's some overlap here because Jesus is genuinely reaching out to these Jewish leaders who hated him, hoping that they'll still come. And if they, by chance, would accept this gracious invitation and come, he wants to make sure that they do understand how they get to, to stay. It has to do with the clothes, and he doesn't need to explain that picture here in this parable because they, they already knew what the Old Testament said about these clothes. There's a very famous prophecy in Isaiah chapter 61. It reads like this. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. See, after God made it clear what the Messiah was going to be like, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, after he made it clear that that Messiah would be raised from the dead, he made it clear that we would be clothed in garments of salvation, robed in his 
righteousness. That's the clothes. Jesus. Jesus himself. And he wants them to know that without the wedding clothes, you can't stay. I'm looking around this room and I'm, I'm seeing good Christian people. I'm seeing people who are here. Why? You want to be here. You want to be here in God's word today. But I also see a lot of good people with track records, with a good heritage. I see people here from, who come from good stock, good Christian stock. I see people in this room who have served multiple stints on this church council and others. I see people in this room who have taught Sunday school for decades. I see people in this room who have raised Christian children. I see people in this room who went to Lutheran elementary school and Lutheran high school. I see people in this room who have dedicated their lives to loving God and and loving their neighbor. It wouldn't be too hard for you and me to start to think that there's a reason that we get into this party. There's a reason we got invited. We're doing it right. We're doing what God wants us to do. That couldn't be farther from the truth. Why are we invited? God is gracious. We don't deserve it at all. Why do we get to stay? Robe of our righteousness, the robe of all the things we did, our our bloodlines. Grandma was a Christian. I served on the council. I got called workers in the family. I taught Sunday school. On and on the list. Look at all these things that I did. No. No. If you think you get to stay because of who you are, you're going to get tossed out. If you think you get to stay because of something in you or something that you've done, you're going to be tossed out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not just tears, but bitter, angry tears. How dare you treat me this way? I deserve to be treated better than this. No, you don't. No, I don't. One way. The honor of the Son, the robe of His righteousness. Don't forget who this party is for. This party is in honor of God's Son, Jesus, and for good reason. His robe's for mine. What a glorious exchange! that he would be treated as I deserve for my foolishness, for my arrogance, for my pride, that he would be treated as you deserve for thinking that you deserve to be in when you don't. And that he would take his perfect life, his robe of righteousness, and clothe you with it. Not only invite you to this wonderful party, but give you himself. Wow. What a God we have. The party is in honor of the Son of God, Jesus our Savior. And how awesome it's going to be to honor him for all eternity. And this party is going to be every bit as great as you might think.
On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a, a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. You might have different preferences in what you really like, but can you taste that last great piece of meat that you enjoyed? Can you imagine it with that favorite beverage next to it and the people that you love most around the table? Can, can you put yourself back there for just a moment? I was just talking about it this morning with someone by the door. Just a couple of months ago, I, I got this perfect porterhouse steak. It's perfect. It's one of the most marbled porterhouse steaks I've ever seen in my life. And it was eight ninety nine a pound. And I'm not boasting, but I, I nailed it. I cooked it to perfection. Just the way I like it. It was perfectly seasoned, perfectly cooked. I rested it the proper amount of time. Some beautifully roasted potatoes on the side and my favorite green vegetable. My favorite beverage next to the plate. My favorite people are on the table. That was a great meal. Keyword was. It fades away. The contentment, the enjoyment, the satisfaction, the peace, the pleasure, all that is connected to those memories are memories. Can you imagine freezing that moment where you have all that emotion, that positive emotion going on, and that never ends? That's what God promises. How is that possible? On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, we will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Jesus is not dead, but alive. And that's the proof that the contentment, the joy, the peace, the pleasure, all of that, that you can imagine, that you can understand from a great meal, from a great drink, with your most close loved ones, that will never end. I'd like to think that we actually are going to eat and drink in heaven. I don't know if that's the point. Maybe it is. But that enjoyment, that peace, that contentment, that will never end because Jesus lives. We will spend eternity glorifying the God who saved us. We trusted in him. Let's rejoice forever and ever. Let's celebrate in honor of the Son. And while we wait for that celebration to begin, we get to participate in the continuing extending of invitations. We get to tell people that we know you're invited too. It's hard to see, to hear the words of hatred towards God's Son. Don't forget that when you invite someone and they want nothing to do with the invitation, you actually can understand why that's happening. There's genuine hatred for the Son of God. And that can make us sad just as it makes God sad. 
but don't stop extending invitations. Because the invitation that's been extended to you and to me truly is for everyone. It's for the good, the bad, doesn't matter what they look like, doesn't matter what they've done. The invitation is for all, so let's keep extending that invitation for all. That everyone we know, that everyone we love could join us in honoring the Son forever. In Jesus' name, amen.